You know, the close of a calendar year and the start of a new one is a wonderful time for self-reflection. It's an opportunity to look back to see where you've grown and changed or where you might have digressed. A new year is also a great time to analyze where you are currently, to perform a life audit, if you will. This is a helpful practice throughout the year, but especially when preparing to flip the calendar. And there is much wisdom in this kind of reflection. Consider the emphasis the poet King Solomon places on the value of taking the time to audit, analyze, and reflect. By the way, his admonitions are over 3,000 years old. Welcome to the Wisdom Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Bobo Beck, and I'm on a mission to help listeners like you cultivate wisdom by thinking more critically and living more strategically, all from a biblical perspective. And this is a companion to the Wisdom Calling devotional series, now in three volumes and all available on the website or on Amazon. So thank you for listening along. Now, let's get back to Solomon. Solomon writes in Proverbs 4:26, "Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure." And he adds in Proverbs 14:8, "The wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way." And later in Proverbs 14, The prudent gives thought to his steps. To ponder here is a mental exercise. We have to stop and give intentional thought to the trajectory of our lives. And prudence has to do with the manner in which we do things and make decisions. It's the idea of being sensible and appropriate for the moment. Prudence is about living strategically having a vision and a plan for your life, and then taking the actual steps to get there. In terms of discernment, an often connected concept with wisdom in Scripture, Solomon writes, the discerning sets his face toward wisdom. That's Proverbs 17.24. You hear the directional language there? Sets his face towards wisdom. To discern is to parse something into its aggregate parts in order to understand it. It's to have insight into someone or some situation, knowing the difference between right and wrong and good, better, or best. Again, this is an intentional mental exercise. The poet then describes someone who is, quote, upright, as one who gives thought to his ways, Proverbs twenty one twenty nine. Throughout the book of Proverbs, Solomon gives us some examples of what this might look like. In Proverbs 6, Solomon exhorts the sluggard to go study the behavior of ants. Yes, those pesky little critters that sneak into our homes and ruin our picnics. He says in verse 6 of Proverbs 6, Consider her ways and be wise. Again, to consider is an intentional mental 
exercise. So what was so wise about the ant? Well, the poet remarks how ants, who don't have any managers or supervisors, still manage to work diligently and efficiently, recognizing that their self-motivated hard work will pay off in the end. So we would do well to take some time to consider this example from nature as well. Solomon offers another example of what it means to give thought to our ways with the following human interest story in Proverbs 24. And I read, I pass by the field of a sluggard, by the vineyard of a man lacking sense, and behold, it was all overgrown with thorns. The ground was covered with nettles, and its stone wall was broken down. And then I saw and considered it. I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. That was Proverbs 24, verses 30 through 34. At what point was wisdom gained and instruction received from this scenario? Well, it wasn't until the one walking by intentionally stopped, looked, observed, and then considered what had taken place. What was once a lush and productive vineyard was now overgrown and run down. Of course, this could have taken place because of a tragedy like an earthquake or the sudden death of the caretaker, but most likely this broken state of the operations of the vineyard took place little by little over time. A little neglect here, a little neglect there, justification here, procrastination there, a minor break not repaired turned into major destruction. It's interesting that the poet describes this as the evidence of one, quote, lacking sense and being sluggard or lazy. I'm sure within a mile radius of where you live, you can most likely find an abandoned house or building or at least a field all overgrown with weeds and kudzu. Once thriving and flourishing, now lifeless. When we observe such situations, it's not a cause to cast judgment, but rather this is another opportunity to observe and consider so that we might gain perspective, understanding, and wisdom. Solomon provides another anecdote to emphasize the wisdom of taking time to evaluate and analyze. In Proverbs 27, he exhorts readers to know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. Why? Well, in this context, he talks about economic conditions. He talks about new grass growing on the mountains and the lambs and goats eating that grass so that they in turn will produce wool for clothing and milk for food. 
They wouldn't have food and clothes in perpetuity without the careful attention they had to give to this process. The poet even says, Proverbs 27, 24, in that same context, riches do not last forever. And does a crown endure to all generations? In other words, we have to be aware of and give attention to ensuring our families are provided for and wealth is passed on from generation to generation. This will not happen naturally. So constant self-reflection is vital to the cultivation of wisdom, not just when a new year begins. This needs to be a regular rhythm of our lives, but so should what I call self-skepticism. Even with our best reflection and analysis and evaluation, we can still get things wrong. Our perspectives and experience are they're limited. We have blind spots, and our pride and self-confidence can often get in the way. Solomon reminds us that before destruction, a man's heart is haughty. Proverbs 18.12. He then warns us to not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Proverbs 27.1. This shouldn't prohibit planning and envisioning our future, but it should prohibit us from being overly confident about it. Solomon adds that All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit, Proverbs 16.2. And every way of a man is right in his own eyes, Proverbs 21.2. How then can man understand his way, Proterbs 20.24. Do you, do you hear the limitations here? This is why the poet strongly exhorts us to not lean on your own understanding and to not be wise in your own eyes, Proverbs 3, 5, and 7. But rather, we are to trust in God. So, so what is one of the best, most effective ways to minimize these limitations so that you and I can properly reflect and evaluate? Well, I'm so glad you asked. One of the best ways to keep our own understanding in check is to bring others into the equation. Our dreams and plans, they often fail or never get off the ground to begin with because we never brought others into the process. So listen to these additional passages from Proverbs. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Proverbs 15:22. Where there is no guidance, a people falls. But In an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 11, 14. With those who take advice is wisdom. Proverbs 13, 10. A wise man listens to advice, 
Proverbs 12, 15. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Proverbs 19, 20. Plans are established by counsel, by wise guidance, wage war. Proverbs 20.18 For by wise guidance you can wage your war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. Proverbs 24.6 The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Proverbs 15.31 The sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. Proverbs 27.9 Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Proverbs 27.17 And the final one, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. Proverbs 13.20 There are even more passages than these that remind us of the importance of bringing others, especially those who are wise, into our decision-making process. This would include a spouse if you're married, parents, trusted friends, financial advisors, accountants, attorneys, counselors, coaches, and other advisors. And this is just as needed if you are near the end of your career or even retired. You see, the need for wise guidance never goes away and probably increases with time and experience. So do your planning and your goal setting. Think about habits and behaviors and resolutions and discipline. Spend time dreaming and cultivating vision. But as you do... Demonstrate some humility by including others along the way. Yes, that takes time and coordination, but it's worth the effort. Seeing around our blind spots is worth the effort. Minimizing our weaknesses is worth it. Having someone test our assumptions and push back on our biases is worth it. Listening to someone else's perspective is worth it. Hearing other options is worth it. So value taking this time to audit, analyze, and reflect. But be skeptical of your own ability to do so. Bring others into the process and trust God's infinite wisdom and control. And in the end, Enjoy the results. Well, there are so many more layers to this, and I could certainly get into many Proverbs that speak to trusting God's sovereign control over our lives and the importance of working hard as a result. My prayer is that this conversation will encourage you and help you cultivate wisdom into your life and work, especially into this new year. And I pray... That you have a wonderful New Year season and a great start to 2024. Hey, if this episode or any of the other ones have been an encouragement to you in any way, would you do two things? Would you 
Number one, would you share it with your sphere of influence or with someone you think might be helped by it? And two, would you take 30 seconds and leave a review on the site you are listening from? Most of you listen on Apple Podcasts, for example, and can easily leave a review there. And believe it or not, these are two tangible ways that you can partner with me to try and get this content out to more and more wisdom seekers. Thanks so much for helping in that way and for listening to today's episode. Until next time, grace and peace.